0: Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 427, July 29th, 2020. It was uh, 98 degrees on this day on three occasions, 1933. 1975 and 1999 and as chilly as 47 degrees in 1971 and as an additional note of interest the high on uh, in Duluth on this day was uh, 96 degrees in 1916. Uh, this has been brought to you by Aquacide keeping your beach free of weeds for more than 60 years. All right, let's get this out of the way quickly. What you This got, is, this is uh, terribly interesting. Uh, I'm playing off an email from Chris who writes, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail, Hail you. you. As you fellows mentioned last week, there are a number of sports showing support for Black Lives Matter without actually knowing anything about them. The manifesto is scary. That should be foghorn. But would you be surprised to know it is yet another tool of Democrats to spread socialist agendas? We all know BLM is nothing more than a political organization. But do you know how easily proven this farce is? Okay. That was for scary. Go to Black Lives Matter and click on Donate. Okay, I did that. You will be directed to a website called Act Blue. Skip the donation and go straight to the Act Blue homepage, which I have done. Look to see where the donations to that page go. Act Blue is a Democrat fundraising organization disguising itself as a social justice charity through the Black Lives Matter movement. Ninety percent, 97 percent of the funds go directly to political campaigns for the likes of Bernie Sanders, Biden, occasional cortex and others. All this is directly available to anyone with Internet access in three minutes of time. The fact that it isn't all over the news shows how ridiculous and biased media has become. The Democratic Party has found a way to get Major League Baseball, the NFL, and NBA to raise campaign funds for them. There are a lot of rabbit holes to dive into from here, but this is bad enough by itself, so I'll leave, I'll leave it uh, as is. Keep pushing back, Chris and Rosemount. Okay, here's, here's the language. Now, he said 97% of funds go directly to political campaigns. I don't know that. I can't find that. So that's a we don't know that. Okay, hold on, and he gets that. Uh, We don't know that. To be official. Uh, Act Blue, about us. Uh, Welcome to the home of small-dollar donors. Uh, We're proud to build the fundraising tools that thousands of groups and millions of grassroots donors use to make their voices heard and transform power structures in our country. Uh, Okay. As a nonprofit, we're driven by the belief that our democracy works better when more people participate in civic life and when our campaigns and nonprofits are powered by the people they serve. That's why we've built a powerful online fundraising platform for Democratic candidates up and down the ballot, progressive organizations and nonprofits. Our tools make it possible for anyone to build a grassroots campaign or movement and give donors an easy and secure way to support their favorite candidates and causes. So if I'm understanding this correctly, it's, a, it's an organization that uh, takes in donations and then uh, presumably those donations go to uh, wherever they're earmarked. In other words, it's a fundraising apparatus. And and so it could be you know, firemen f- who want to wear dresses, uh, please donate uh, and go to Act Blue, and and then and, and presumably you know firemen who wear dresses would would get their take from Act Blue. I don't know what's in it for Act Blue. It's a nonprofit. So, but it quite clearly is a democratic fundraising apparatus. That's no question. What, that's yeah. what Act Blue is. And and if you don't want to take my word for it, just do that simple exercise yourself. Go to Black Lives Matter, hit donate, and then go to the Act Blue page and do your own due diligence. Uh, again, I don't know how much uh, when you donate ten dollars, let's say, to Black Lives Matter. I I don't know if your ten dollars, if if all of your ten dollars is going to Black Lives Matter or if some of it's going to uh, the Joe Biden campaign. No, no. I have I, I have no idea.
1: May I ask a question? You may because. Uh... I knew that I'm not ripping the emailer, but didn't we discuss that
0: on the show? Or yeah, was we that- have, but I didn't get I didn't get that uh, I didn't have that act Blue information. Okay,
1: okay, gotcha, gotcha.
0: So now I'm on
2: something called FactCheck.org, and they're claiming the opposite, souch. What are they claiming? Uh, Social media posts falsely claim donations made to the Black Lives Matter website go directly to the Democratic Party because the group uses ActBlue Charities, an online fundraising platform. Donations go to the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. The fund's first pass uh, pass through a nonprofit that sponsors the group.
0: That'd be ActBlue.
2: Yeah, then they go on to tell us why, and as it turns out, there's a few different Black Lives Matter Organizations, mm-hmm. there's a uh, the Black Lives Matter Foundation, uh, and the president confirms that it's not related to the organization behind BlackLivesMatter.com. Mm-hmm. So it's all very, very confusing here. I. I <laughs>
0: Well, I, I had my provisos in place. Uh, A, I, did, I said I don't, I'm unsure about the 97% of Black Lives Matter funding going to Democratic candidates. I don't know that. And, and two, I don't know what percentage of Black Lives Matter uh, funding that uh, uh, Acts Blue keeps, if any. Uh, but it's quite clear that the fundraising apparatus chosen by Black Lives Matter uh, with no surprise, is this uh, terribly progressive outfit called Act Blue, which raises money for progressives and uh, liberal candidates. You know,
1: the, qu- the quote that you had uh, or the saying that you had on Monday about why is this country so intent on committing suicide? Mm-hmm. I really... Fear baseball's heading down this same path. I mean, all sports are aligning themselves with this organization, mm-hmm. but but baseball is going to commit suicide because of this alignment, I think. I, I was in deep discussions with a long time Twins season ticket holder last night. It started with him sending me the text at the start of the twins game, it just said done. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they're gonna alienate a lot of people because of this alignment that they're and again, we talked about it the other day. They're doing it because of public pressure. And they're, they're basically caving to the mob, but I really think that's a bad strategy.
0: Yeah, and if I'm Dave St. Peter, I'm uh, caught between a rock and a hard place. And he is, yes. Uh, I, I would want Dave St. Peter to push back, but Dave St. Peter might very well be in a position where he can't push back. Mm-hmm. So, so with the absence of pushing back, the suicide will be committed, uh, not just in sports, but all across society.
1: Yeah, and I know that they're they're really in trouble right now because of the loss of sponsorships due to COVID. And I and I get all that. I, I understand that they're in that tough spot. But boy, this is a really slippery slope that they're heading down. And I'm I'm not indicting just the Twins because everyone in baseball is doing the same thing.
0: Yeah. I had a long, heartfelt talk with myself last night. Oh, how'd that go? Hey, Joe. Well.
2: How you doing? <laughs> well, Joe, I'm doing fine.
0: Or I'm not doing fine, Joe. No, I had a long, heartfelt talk with myself about what's being called white privilege. And I thought, well, let's see. My first job, my white father knew the white president of Web Publishing Company. And I'm sure they had lunch one day. And Henry said to Bob Haugen, Bob, my kid's looking for a job. I'm going to send them your way, and I'm reasonably certain Bob Haugen said I'll have my people take care of it, and it wasn't a matter of a week that I was hired, and I was writing for in-flight airline magazines. And I think a black peer of mine, you know, 23 years old, 22 years old, it stands to sound reasoning that he didn't have a black father who knew the black president of a publishing firm. Or he didn't have a black father who knew the white president of a publishing firm. And so initially, I, have that, I had that leg up. Uh, there's no getting around it. There's just no getting around it. I think back to the black guys I knew in school and in my early 20s. They didn't have that network. That network didn't exist for them where I draw the line on condemning myself, which I refuse to do. I've never been oppressed, and I've never been an oppressor. I think major steps have been taken to correct that. Uh, If not the black father speaking on behalf of his black child to a black business executive to get the black child a job, we have created program, 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 agency, 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 and there's really, there's really no justification now. Why a, a, an eager and competitive young black man or woman uh, can't pursue the job they would wish to pursue? Is that a fair statement? Sure. sure. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But I think there was a time that that didn't exist, and I, I don't know how, I. I there's nothing Freudian in this. There's nothing uh, emotionally upsetting. It's just, I just had an honest talk with myself, and I started thinking, well, how'd you get your first job? Well, because, well, hell, it goes before that. All my part-time jobs in college were arranged by connections. I, I was a car jockey at Aero Pontiac. Well, my old man was a close friend of Phil Hesley, who owned Aero Pontiac. Uh, I got a job at Horner Waldorf flying cardboard. I gotta think the old man knew executives at Horner Waldorf. <laughs> I got a well, job at Union Brass and Metal because my old man knew they had a union brass and metal.
2: Remember when we were coming up though, and I'm sure it applies for you, it did for me.
0: It's not what you know, it's who you know. Absolutely. But I don't I, think I think black kids of my generation, of my generation, they didn't have that connection. Right. They didn't have it. Right. And I'm acknowledging it in the interest of candidness, but I reject the idea that my life's behavior uh, had anything to do with being white. Once I got those initial gigs, I, I was on my own. Nobody got me a job at the Star Tribune. I left that publishing company. I got that job myself by investigating uh, uh, the allegations of murder uh, of a guy named Roy Houghton back in the 20s, and I thoroughly researched it and did my homework, and he got pardoned. Warren Spanis helped me. Uh, And I took that piece to the Star Tribune as evidence that I could report, and I got hired as a sports reporter, which was not my intention at all. I never had any intention to become a sports writer, but I was told by people, take it, get in the door, because there's a lot of horizontal movement in newspapers, and if you want to cover City Hall, this was the time of Woodward and Bernstein, so I was fired up, man, I wanted to see the dead bodies floating down the river, and uncover, I wanted to uncover corruption and crime in City Hall, and what have you, and, uh, uh, but I, I quickly learned that Covering sports gave me a, a real literary license that I would not have had under under a, a different a, a different beat, for example, a crime beat or what have you. I, I what do you what do you I, mean by literary license? I'm just curious. Well, about. I could be I could I could I could experiment with my writing. I could sure. I could okay. I right. could and then so I never wanted to leave sports writing until I got canned from it and then I got plucked out of that by the same Paul paper this is a long winded way of saying I, I think a black reporter hired the same day I did and was in sports would have enjoyed every single privilege that I did in terms of writing and the experimental notion of it and how far I could get away with being an experimental writer covering sports uh, but but that black kid of of my generation uh, he wasn't put on the path to end up at the door of the Star Tribune. Does that make right. sense? Sure, yeah, duh, sure, that makes sense, no. yeah. But I'm not. But today, I'll be damned if I'm going to let the cancel culture wag their finger at me. You can go shove it up your behind cancel culture uh, because I'll be damned if I'm going to let them wag their finger at me because this world has bent over backwards to try to remedy that. This country has bent over backwards to try to remedy that and i'm I'm sticking to my guns on that there's no reason right now why a a young a black man or a woman uh, can't pursue whatever they wish to pursue there's been There's been too much put in place to help them achieve that. Is that a fair statement seems like it yeah yeah, yeah. It, it it does that's that was just my that's it That was the deep talk I had with myself uh, in other words, I said the other day i don't believe in white privilege well, I don't to the extent that uh, We've taken great steps to try to remedy it, but then when I had this honest discussion with myself last night, I thought, who are you kidding? (laughs) What What? about you, Chris? What what were your first couple of jobs? Talk to me. Who said talk to me?
1: I'm sorry, but I I hate to change course on the subject right now. Let's get back to that because, Joe, on the line, we have Barb Johnson (laughs) The oh. daughter of the 99 year old woman that was oh. featured in that fantastic KSTP story oh. done by Alex Jokic, and she's on the line right now for us. This is Barb. Oh.
0: Hi, Barb.
3: Hi, Joe. How are you?
0: How are you? Are you aware of Garage Logic?
3: You know, remotely. <laughs> I'm oh, good. To admit, but <laughs> well, I'm
0: somewhat
3: familiar.
0: Tell us about your 99 tough old broad mother. <laughs>
3: well, you know what? Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Um,. You know, she's been declining in health, and I've always been worried about it. And uh, um, I still work, and she, you know, we've talked about getting somebody to come and stay with her. And um, this time on Monday, I went to the um, drugstore to pick up some meds for her, and I was only gone probably an hour. And when I came back, the door was ajar, and I walked into this complete chaos and found her in her room on the floor. And she was like, somebody assaulted me.
0: Let me, uh, Barb, Barb let, me, uh, let me back up just a minute in case people are unfamiliar with the story. Your mother is 99-year-old Evelyn Johnson.
3: Evelyn, she li-
0: yep. Evelyn, I'm sorry, lives in South Minneapolis, and a man snuck into her home through a back window around 10 a.m. on Monday, then attacked her, covering her head in a blanket. And the rest of the story uh, confirms that your mother did whatever she could do to survive. She fought the guy off. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's incredible. Where did she find the strength?
3: <laughs> um, well, you know, and that's, uh, I see her on a day-to-day basis, and, you know, she relies on her walker, and she's not very stable, and, uh, uh, you know, the whole concept to me was just completely absurd. But mm-hmm. um, she said, I, I, I don't know where I got the strength. She said, you do everything you can to stay alive, and she said, I know God was with me. Mm
2: -hmm. Oh, that's inner Uh, instinct. Barb, pick up from where where you left off. You walked in and she was laying on the floor. She said somebody assaulted her, and then what?
3: Right, right. Well, then, you know, I called the police and and, uh, made sure she was okay. Um, I live with her, so it's our home. Um, Lots of really weird things. That morning, I double-checked that window for some reason. Mm-hmm. So that when they asked me, you know, how, well, is this what the window was like? And I'm like, no, I double checked it this morning. I, I, I'm very confused. I mean, it just freaks me out.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, and so ultimately, other than a lot of a lot of bruising from tip to toe, uh, you know, we only saw her arms on that interview, but um, yeah, she's pretty beat up and uh, lots of pain. Um, it's it's kind of fun living with her because she can't hear anything. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> did did she get a few licks in herself? I hope did the guy did she chase the guy away? Did her fighting back cause him to flee the house?
3: I'm gonna hope so. Yeah. I'm gonna hope so. But um, you know I I that's I keep thinking that too. Boy, I hope he she got a couple of licks in on him too. Right okay. in the old
0: swimsuit area.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Um, and that's you know the thing is is. Uh, what he did to her is so appalling to me,
0: Yeah,
3: and that, that if she didn't do something to him, okay, I'm going to say this. I don't know if it's appropriate, but you know what? I'm looking for a guy with mm-hmm. the shoes she told me he had on.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Anybody with those shoes mm-hmm. might be in trouble.
0: Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> do, do, do you, does, does your mother have any idea how old this person was?
3: Not really. I mean, to her, everybody's young, you know.
0: That's true. That's true.
3: <laughs> and, it, yeah. and she's kind of she's shrunken, so everybody's tall and big. Yeah. So that's a little bit um, off.
0: Uh, tell me, that. are you in the house that's been in your family for generations? Yes. 1905? Uh,
3: well, that was um, when my, as I understand it, my grandfather bought the, bought the lot, and there was a smaller house on the property. And then in about 1935, my dad, I think, was 15, mm-hmm. uh, he built the current residence, yes.
0: Okay. And and and, are you having thoughts of leaving that area, or are you going to remain there?
3: Oh, as far as I'm concerned, I, you know what, I was raised here. Yep. And um, it, like I said in the interview, I am... 3rd Precinct is my home. This area of Seward is my home. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm getting up in age, and I'm thinking, you know, I don't know if I can maintain this when I get to a certain age, and I'm maybe trying to stay here at least until Mom passes, Mm
4: -hmm.
3: which I was told it's going to be another 10 years, so I'll be here 10 years. (laughs) 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 Oh,
0: that's just... uh it's just a, a harrowing story but god bless your mother wow
3: yeah and i what i think is so interesting you know uh i set up a gofundme page to help um defray some of the costs of the new hearing aids right and uh, along with the offer from thirdy hearing to replace the hearing aids right for us for free um you know i didn't even I, I just wanted a small amount of money to help defray the cost. And as of this morning, we reached that goal and I'm so overwhelmed. Um, yeah. I can't even process the generosity and the kindness of, of our community and our people of Minneapolis or wherever they're from. Uh, oh, is that great you know. to hear, Barb. That is and, so great uh, to hear. One of the things, I and I posted it on the GoFundMe page this morning is, you know, I, 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 you can either have your money back, I, I you know, I feel guilty. But the other thing is, is um, one of the reasons she was trying to crawl to her room is, is she has her cell phone, but she didn't have it on.
4: Okay. So I oh. would like
3: to look into one of those, like, life alert type of a system so she can yeah. have it around her neck. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, with the good heart that people are donating, that um, they'll understand why I'm going to use it for that as well.
1: Yeah, I think they will. And, hey, Barb, really quick, what's the name of the GoFundMe page? We'll link it to our audience because we have the most loyal audience in the history of radio and podcasting.
3: Thanks. Um, Well, what's so funny is I kind of threw it together, and I'm not that computer savvy, so um, it's called Help Me Here.
0: (laughs) Got it. All right, very good.
3: Well, but then I went on there, and there's about 50 of them, so (laughs) it's it's pretty darn funny. Barb, thank thank you very
0: much, and give your mother our best.
3: I absolutely will, and thank you so much for your interest and in, in, uh, and calling.
0: All right,
1: thank you. Thank, thank
3: you. you.
1: And by the way, story. let's uh, let's oh. give a tip of the cap to Alex Jokic from KSDP Channel 5, who did the initial story. She's the one that helped out big time with the assist in getting Barb on the line today. Well,
0: here's, a, here's a also in the body of the story about... Uh, Is it Evelyn Johnson? Evelyn Johnson, yep. Uh, In the body of the story about Evelyn Johnson at 99 and a half fighting off this thug who broke into her house. Minneapolis Police Department is warning about an increase in crime downtown and in South Minneapolis. They said officers have responded to 100 robberies and 20 carjackings in the 3rd Precinct in July alone with most of the crimes happening north of 42nd Street East. Police said thieves are stealing cell phones, purses, and vehicles. They said some of the victims have been maced, dragged, assaulted, and threatened with guns. According to Minneapolis Police Department crime statistics, there have been 909 robberies in Minneapolis this year, a 37% increase oh in last, uh, from last year. <laughs> Here are robbery tips. Prevention tips from the Minneapolis Police Department. And I want to talk more about this. Uh, Don't walk alone. Pay attention to your surroundings. Carry only what you need and carry less cash. Be prepared to give up your cell phone and your wallet. Have keys already in your hand as you approach your car. Uh, Despite our efforts, robberies still may occur. Do not argue or fight with the criminal. Do as they say. Your safety is most important. Be a good witness when you call 911. Be prepared to answer many questions uh carjacking prevention tips lock your doors while driving don't stop for strangers who are trying to approach you or stop your car park in well-lit areas be hyper aware of your surroundings use a tracking device never leave anything of value in your car never leave your car running unattended many victims were dropping off food or other deliveries memorize your license plate number it helps towards a faster recovery so let's I
2: could expound on every one of those, Joe. Yeah, no we're, we're
0: going to we're going to in yeah. a moment. Let me let me yeah. go back to what we were uh, so pleasantly interrupted by by Barbara Johnson. I'm so glad she called uh, because I want to I want to expound uh, expand on that when we come back. Uh, the white privilege thing uh, yeah. it it's undeniable that I had connections or was provided connections that would not. Have been available to my black friend Ben Johnson down the street. Is that clear? Okay. Yeah. But but I don't. I I no longer want to be uh, scolded or have my uh, uh, I don't want fingers wagged at me saying you are where you are because you're white. No, I am where I am because of of working hard and the content of my character, which is true of all of us. Uh, if Martin Luther King could recognize that, I don't know why the current progressive mob can't recognize it. I think opportunities are available now, long overdue, long overdue. Opportunities are available now to to, to black uh, 20-year-olds that did not exist w- when me and my black contemporaries were 20 years old. Yeah. And th- thus concludes my sermon. Yeah, that was a pretty good one, Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay, you're talking about carjackings? Mm-hmm. You, you get the new car from Schmelz? Yeah. You check those door locks. Right. They're going to work because they're brand new Volkswagens. <laughs> All 2019 and 2020 Volkswagens right now, zero percent interest for 70. That's what you do when you get there. You get in, like they go, all right, let's try the locks. That's a hell of a tagline. That's let's, let's so
1: carjack free.
0: Yep, <laughs> the greatest segue in the history yeah. of podcasting. Yeah, it I'm really is
2: carjacking.
0: Schmelz get a car with locks. <laughs> there you go. At Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood, a multi generational family dealership on the southeast corner there of Highway 36 and 61, and right now zero percent for 72 months. On all 2019 and 2020 Volkswagens, including the new flagship, the Atlas Cross Sport. That also uh, offers a deferred payment of 120 days and 0% interest for 60 up to 60 months on uh, certified pre-owned vehicles. So you're going to have your own sales appointment. Here's what you're going to do. Go to the three websites and, and study the inventory. SchmelzVW.com, SchmelzAlphaRomeo.com, and SchmelzFiat.com. Do your homework, get the, get the ruler out. You don't even get the ruler. Get the, get the calculation out. Is this going to hold what I need to hold? And, and and will it hold this number of kids? And how easy is it to get kids in and out of that? They got the car. They got the SUV. Then you call Schmelz. They'll set up your own personal sales appointment. 651-243-4316. Schmelz Countryside in Maplewood.
5: This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group. What does dedication, perseverance, resilience, and accomplishment best describe today? We think that would be the graduating classes of 2020. What we are most proud of for these graduates is their ability to overcome challenges and their pursuit of future opportunities. True to their perseverance and resiliency, these students found new ways to celebrate this milestone this spring. It puts a smile on all of our faces as we drive through those communities and still see hundreds of yard signs supporting these young people. These graduating students deserve the spotlight, for they are Minnesota's future. Please join the Canopy Group in honoring your friends, relatives, and neighbors who represent the graduating classes of 2020. This guy wears many hats,
0: just not indoors.
2: Joe
5: Soucheret.
2: It's. I don't. I'm so surprised. It's not supposed to go this smoothly. I'm talking about dealing with uh, GL or Chris Miller and his crews at aimhighconstructionmn.com. I grew up with parents that like to frequently upgrade. That means I've been around new construction and remodels my entire life and. I've never witnessed it go this smoothly. It's so amazing. Right now, as I speak, it's uh, 1215. I have three crews at my place right now. Concrete guys, railing guys, putting up some railings. And I've got some people in my kitchen measuring the floor for the install in two weeks. They've already built a new deck. And if you were listening yesterday, I had a new carrier central air unit installed. By the way, when I woke up this morning, 63 degrees in my room. It was so awesome. Chris and I, uh, we've been in touch for every step along the way. And... Believe it or not, and I don't know how he does it, he has yet to show any fatigue from my bride's frequent questions. And that's how it is. I know. (laughs) I Can not believe it? I thought for sure he'd walk (laughs) off. But that's how it is when you deal with these GLers at aimhighconstructionmn.com. By the way, if you're considering a winter project with Aim High, right now is the time to make initial contact. That's so you can secure a spot on the schedule this winter. From my experience so far, it's high-quality craftsmen timely completion and customer service that goes way above and beyond they can handle anything you throw at them Uh, remodels new construction kitchens bathrooms basement finishing and yes dark star aim high construction mn.com they're gonna get you a roof they'll also help with design consultation they'll work with your budget if you need financing fine you can do that too and I've been informed uh, by Keith. Uh, I told you guys this yesterday. Keith, the project manager, his mission in life now is to make me try his batch of sauerkraut. Uh, uh, that's not going to happen, Chris. Off, right. the off the yeah, COVID. off no. the COVID. Sorry, Keith. That's not going to happen. If you need it to go smoothly, you want to deal with someone you can trust. Log on to the website, ask as many questions as my roommate does, then schedule an estimate and get ready to be happy. Again, it's aimhighconstructionmn.com.
0: From a Mara Gottfried piece in today's Pioneer Press, there have been 117 people shot in St. Paul this year, 14 of them fatally. There were 86 shootings through the end of last July, so that's twice. Isn't that twice the number?
1: Uh, uh, twice the number, yes.
0: mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Uh, to conclude the Black Lives Matter thing, too, I, I would not donate to them. Personally, I won't, but if you're going to, man, I'd really recommend you do all your homework and try to discover how much of your donation is going to what you believe is something called Black Lives Matter.
1: And as you were reading that, I was wondering aloud to myself thinking, I wonder how many people just are thinking they're doing the right thing and and donating, thinking that their money is going to good, and not even realizing <laughs> perfect health, perfect health, where that money is actually going to in the long Wait run. On.
2: Right. I, I've got the Geller solution. Uh, let me call up my Twitter so I get his address correct. Our guy up on the north side. We've gotten to know him, and boy, is he a solid citizen. And he'll disagree with us, but he's honest, and he's really, really helping everybody in this town. Uh, it's at Rev T christopher on Perfect. twitter get a hold of him and help him out send the money send your whenever, money to him yes directly to him because it goes right into our cities here he uh, helps and it black
0: lives it,
2: it, it, yeah he's actually on the ground helping black lives every minute of his waking day that's our that's our and, guy
1: and you know what it's not just money he'll take anything if you have clothing if you have you know, toothpaste. He, it doesn't matter. He wants to get these supplies to the people Chill that truly boys need it. Underpants. Yes.
0: Let's play off the uh, Evelyn Johnson story. 99 year old woman has to fight off an intruder in her house, and God Almighty, she did. And then you have a rash of carjackings that are on a, on a significant increase in both cities. You've got a, a rash of increasing robberies. I think the paradigm has shifted. I think that we're all Evelyn Johnson right now. Uh, By that, I mean... Uh, We can't we can't sit here and pretend these stories are from some distant place and won't affect us. I believe every citizen of the Twin Cities right now uh, is a potential candidate to experience this kind of uh, feral youth behavior. And we all we all have to be ready. We have to get serious about uh, having something with us to protect us. Uh, We have to get serious about being aware of our surroundings. Uh, moms driving their kids around have to be really, really cautious. I don't think that's hyperbole anymore.
1: Well, and Joe, not to mention the fact that uh, we get videos sent to us all the time. And this morning, I believe his name was Mike, sent me a video from Rochester. Mm -hmm. And had I not read that it was from Rochester, I would have assumed that the fight I was watching, which was mostly female, was happening in Minneapolis. But it was in Rochester.
0: Uh and that has nothing to do with anything except really lousy behavior, and there's no excuse for it. I don't buy this idea that uh, these are victims. Uh, BS. These are people committing crimes of opportunity. They're on the increase, and every single person in the Twin Cities has got to become Evelyn Johnson yep. and and be ready and fight back. And she's 99 and a half and did it, so the rest of us can do it. What and it are has to be done.
2: Points? you brought up from the Minneapolis Police Department Let, let's talk about those a second because I want to expound especially on the locking your doors I, I have now and I'm not a wilting flower uh, as soon as I get in my truck the first thing I do before I even turn the key is lock my door yep, that's yeah. where we're at it, because normally when you put it in drive the doors lock Yeah, that's not good enough for old soul man. Not waiting that long. (laughs) I lock them
0: right away. Lock your Uh, doors. Don't stop for strangers who are trying to approach you or stop you car.
2: Ever. Uh, Even at the gas station, suits where I used to be really lax, I'd have the windows rolled down, the key in the ignition. I still do. Not anymore. Windows are up. Keys are in my pocket.
0: Yeah. Uh, Park in well-lit areas. That's wise counsel. Always. Uh, Always be hyper-aware of your surroundings.
2: Uh, I, when I, I drive am. down my street, I, yeah. I everybody gets the stink eye or the
0: side eye from old Kenny. What's a tracking device? I don't know what that means. GPS? Says you, you, oh, use a tracking device? I don't know what that means.
2: It's just a little unit you can install on your vehicle or your well, What or am whatever. I tracking? What am I tracking? The location of the bad guy that just stole whatever
0: from you. What you, you know you've what what I mean? lost me. You've lost me. Well, uh, see, somebody, see, I, haven't, I haven't been attacked yet. They're saying use a tracking device.
2: Yeah, we'll have it have it in your wallet have it on your your cell phone is easy enough to track put what are we talking a little chip or something yeah haven't you watched the old spy movies where they yeah clamp, where they put the uh, put the button
0: under the Rolls-royce yes it's one of those <laughs> <All> <laughs> right. It's the new it's the new deal and it's really easy i'm I'm unaware of them where do I get one I, I don't know what that is well um, you have a
1: map s- function on your cell phone is that the same thing Kenny uh if
2: as long as your location services are on yes okay um, okay. Never leave anything in your of- case. In your case, Such, I'd go to the youngest of the kids you used to have, or I'd go to the CP. She'll find it for you.
0: Never leave anything of value in your car. I'm pretty good about that.
1: I don't even no. leave the garage door openers in my vehicle no, when it's that, parked that, in my driveway.
0: That's number one, Chris. Yeah. Right there. That's yep. number one. Never leave your car running unattended. Ever. Uh- Which Uh, I don't. I don't. You
2: know know how I am up north. I've told you this before. In the winter, turn it on at 5
0: a.m., turn it off at 7 (laughs) p.m. We can't do that down here. Well, they're starting to put mailboxes uh, mailboxes, uh, back on their uh, familiar locations around town. Uh, But I had been routinely going to the uh, post office down on 7th Street in St. Paul. And you pull in, and then I walk about 20 feet. And I'm looking around to see, well, maybe I'll leave it running this time. I look around, and, and hey, black people, I'm looking for white people, too. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to leave the car running if I see anyone. So I've, I've even taken the keys out of the car, shut it off, to walk 20 feet. That's put a, good And policy. put mail in the mailbox.
2: I do know that uh, post office on university, just uh, west of corporate... They have drive-up mailboxes. You just drive up, open your window, drop it in, drive away. In
0: all my life, I have been lax about memorizing my license plate number. Really? That yeah. shocks me. About I know. You. I, I got. You know what I'm going to do. Write them down and stick them in my wallet. So then the guy will have them when he steals my wallet. <laughs> post-it notes. Yeah, I'll <laughs> post-it notes. See, I know
1: it's my car. Look at, I got the plate written down right here.
0: <laughs> I'll write it on my hand. That I shocks like stay, me because you are. I
2: like to. Uh, I, I stay in hotels, so I I always memorize mine always, so I don't have to go out and look
0: at it. <laughs> Two Minneapolis officers were injured Tuesday night while attempting to stop a vehicle in North Minneapolis that may have been involved in a carjacking earlier in the day, according to Minneapolis spokesperson John Elder. Uh, according to Elder, around 7.30 p.m., officers were conducting an investigation when they observed two cars matching the vehicles they were looking for pull into Mill Ruins Park when police arrived. When police attempted a traffic stop, both cars sped off. One of those cars swi- side-swiped one officer, briefly pinning him against his squad car. The suspect vehicle then brushed against another squad car door, which knocked into an officer, causing him to fall down. Police say they then pursued one car while the other got away. Uh, two injured officers received treatment. They're okay. The investigation is ongoing. I'm bringing this up because... Uh, Alondra Cano and Lisa Bender and the rest of you incompetent foofs. Who's going to take care of this in your Department of Happy Thoughts? Who's going to take care of this? I see the City Charter Commission is slowing things down to keep that amendment off the off the ballot. They're they're putting brakes on the. Uh, they're they're trying to rein in these uh, incompetent adult children.
1: You know who they should hire? Ninety nine year old Evelyn Johnson. She'll take care of it.
0: Yeah. But who's going to take care of that? Do do they think all of this is going to go away? Yeah. It's getting worse. It's
1: getting worse because people know that they can get away with so much more right now.
0: It's getting worse because we have installed in both city councils incompetent adult children who pander to these people. They pander to a criminal element to a certain extent. They're, they're handcuffing the police. I've said it all week long. We need police departments now more than we ever have in my lifetime. And that's true the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings. That vehicle
2: and those uh, perps, as we say on TV, were involved in more than just one carjacking. They've been, uh, they've been wreaking havoc for the past week at least, uh, and they've been involved in a number of things. At one point, uh, one of the people back at the uh house as the cops like to say tried to call the chase off and the lead uh, female who was uh in the chase uh shut that down right away and the chase kept on with help from the state patrol helicopter mm-hmm.
0: so that's how they ended up getting him. but i think without uh, undue alarm i think without uh, hysteria uh all of us have to be more prepared than i bet we are today gotta be more prepared yeah. Way more. But, uh, spe- listen to some of these smart, ac- uh, smart aleck, uh, uh Craig Johnson writes, Given your level of the knack, using your mace spray is easier than you think. As with the case with your caulking gun, just poke a hole in the side and pull the trigger. And Kelsey notes, Kelsey notes, what did he say? He has some smart deal. Yeah, I did see this one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the only chance he would have is if the attacker was armed with a caulking gun with the tube punctured on the side. <laughs> <laughs> I have to laugh. I have to I can't I still can't believe I did that. Yeah. I, I honest to god. Yeah.
1: I, Not one of your finer moments, Mary. It
0: really and I I I I am I apologize. Uh, I think that Geller <laughs> just thought so poorly of me that they, they were they were taking me down on the knack scale and kind of writing me yeah, off well, there and I,
2: I I don't know it seems rightful.
0: Uh, no, I I I, I I I caught the error. I caught the error. It was just too late. But, you know,
1: we've all, at whatever level our knack is, we've all had that moment. You, know? you, should,
0: have seen, you should have seen my yeah. face. You should, have, you, should have, you should have seen my face the, full, the, time, the first time I pulled the trigger to apply the glue. And I went, what? What, the- what? <laughs> <laughs> what was I thinking? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. What was I thinking? <laughs> a, few, a few. I guess I wasn't thinking anything. Uh, A few days ago, you referenced Petula Clark's song, Downtown, which expressed the pleasure of going to the exciting neighborhood that housed the country's tallest buildings. The song was reflective of the times when it was released in 1965. Contrast that to John Fogarty's more recent song, Gunslinger. Yes, music does imitate life. Gary in California. Uh, P.S. Play the song if the rules allow, but just reading the lyrics makes the point very uh, plainly. All right, let's go to the lyrics of John Fogarty. Credence Clearwater Revival Frontman Gun uh, Slinger uh, Lyrics. What's now? I had I typed gub slinger. Oh, geez. no, is this a gun or a gub? Is that a gub gun? <laughs> oh, slinger. I see. This is a stick-up. oh, I see. It's a robbery. Yeah, <laughs> now I, I got guns, comma, anger. A uh, Gunslinger. Biscuit Whiskers? No, we're not using that.
2: Oh, we're done with that one. Well, you're
0: very done with it.
2: Thank you, Paul.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: How's she doing there, Joey? You got her? Uh, well, not yet. She's not there.
0: Fulgerty. Here we go. Oh, gee whiz, I hate this What thing.
1: song are you trying to look up here? It's called Gunslinger. Gunslinger. Lyrics. Pogerty. Yeah. It'll be real easy. Where do you uh, where do you stand on CCR, Kenny? Uh, you know, uh,
2: they have the song Traveling Band, Such I really like that one.
0: Here it is. Looking out across the town kind of makes me wonder how all the things that made us great got left so far behind. This used to be a peaceful place, decent folks, hardworking ways. Now they hide behind locked doors, afraid to speak their mind. I think we need a gunslinger, someone... Somebody tough to tame this town. I think we need a gunslinger. There'll be justice all around. Someone let the fences go while that bunch moved in, you know, shooting up the streets, shouting everybody down. The dogs all running loose. Wrecked the paper, closed the school. Tired old judge got roughed up too. No one left to make a stand. They whisper, what's the use? I think we need a gunslinger. Somebody tough to tame this town. Boy, isn't that pretty reflective of today's urban areas? I didn't realize how recent this song was. When, when, how recent is it?
1: Well, it says here that this release was in two thousand seven. Is that possible? Sure. Wow. Sure. Okay.
0: Yeah. He's been recording uh, as a solo, pretty much a solo act all along, hasn't he? I bet at this point,
1: listening to the podcast, John Height is yelling at all of us right now.
0: I don't know why we didn't say any, didn't do anything wrong. Well, uh, we'll find out tomorrow, I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Gary, in California, but currently in Prior Lake. Uh, I wonder if he has time to. Uh, Go out to EcoFund and check things out and bring bring a Bentelli e bike back to California with him. He'd be the star of his neighborhood. Yes, he would. Uh, you can go to EcoFund Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake and check out the Bentelli e bikes. The uh, the gas-powered scooters that turn every errand into an adventure. Full line of Yamaha motorcycles. Really, really nifty recreational stuff for kids. Helmets, apparel, a great service department. Tim's got you covered from opening day till closing day, man. You, you need service on something you've purchased from EcoFun. He sends a truck through town, picks it up gets it back to that shop in Forest Lake, repairs it, and gets it back to you for a really nominal fee. That is the way to do That's getting rare in this day and age, this pickup and delivery. I have more to tell about that uh, tomorrow on tomorrow's Positive Thursday show. But uh, it's, a great, it's a great operation. Tim and his daughter, uh, they're probably world experts on Bintelli e-bikes, and they'll take care of you uh, for all your recreational needs. EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. University of Garage Logic, 98, College of Self Esteem, Zip, Nada, Nothing. Here's Joe Sujure.
1: All right, fellas, we're all part of the Chill Boys family here in Garage Logic. Kevin also just joined, uh, all the way from Kansas City, by the way. And listen, if you haven't made the switch yet, now is the time. They are the most hands down comfortable underwear you will ever own. And guess what? It's a Minnesota company. On top of it all, chillboys.com is the website. My personal favorite is the performance boxers. But I also, when I'm lounging around, I like the bamboo style as well. But go there. If you uh, you order today, boom, you're going to get it before you can snap your fingers. And by the way, they ship all over the continental U.S. Check out their website. They have amazing boxers. They also have really cool performance T-shirts and sunglasses check it out chillboys.com also on twitter at chill boys brand minnesota company get it soon and help support a, uh, a, a company that supports the garage logic podcast when you place your order tell them you heard about it
0: on gl drew breeze has uh, once again proved what a racist he is oh I saw, yeah he, he uh, breeze and his wife Brittany are donating five million dollars through the breeze dream foundation to help build healthcare care centers around louisiana the New Orleans quarterback announced Monday.
1: Okay. Well, Joe, that doesn't count because of what he said.
0: You know, it's, uh, it's uh, B.S. pushback. Right. This is agree. just utter B.S. Uh, and I by might- the way, if you're
1: going to go after anybody in the NFL, Drew's about the last guy you can possibly go after because he's been doing this kind of stuff
0: his entire career. Uh, good day, Mayor. I'd like clarification for two GL terms on this, the first official GL lexicon Wednesday. I've been a loyal listener for 15 years and have also read my signed copy of A Companion's Guide to Garage Logic, A Life in the Radio Town. And I still have not heard or read who Mr. Unbelievable is and how he got that title. Could you please give me and all the new podcast listeners his story? Second, there is a GL term for the calculation of time it takes for a project in the garage to be completed, especially after the project is requested by the CP. Could you also review that term and how it's calculated? Thank you, loyal listener and proud member of the Royal Order of the 21st. Here's Mike near Duluth. P.S. since my palatial estate is actually located 120 feet north of the Duluth city limits. And since Duluth has become a bastion of irrational liberal thinking in the future, I will sign off with Mike near Duluth. Let's go to the book. All right. I think this, uh, Mr. Unbelievable was a neighbor who just had an uncanny. His knack scale was off the charts. That's all it was. It was just a knack yeah. a, a scale that was completely off the charts. I brought home a car one time. I still have it. And the uh, right side seat belt, the the uh, the receiver part, was in a plastic bag, and it was about twenty little parts of springs and 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 grommets and, and oh. pins. Oh. he had that together in about fifteen minutes. Wow! Oh. With no instructions. With no instructions. That's no fair. That's no, no fair. <laughs> just on knack scale, that went through the roof, and uh, he was the guy who would go to. Uh, all the cleanup areas around town on those spring Saturdays when Euphorians throw away lawnmowers because they think they don't start. And, yeah, uh he, <laughs> he, ended, he ended up with at least 100 lawnmowers in storage, all of them in perfect working condition, because he'd bring them home from these cleanups, and he'd get them started in about oh, five minutes. I'm racking my – I did business with him one time, and I, I think it involved
2: a Polaris uh, Free Air TX, I don't remember if he sold it to me or gave it to me or i sold it to him uh, one or the other but boy that was a fun afternoon sitting over in his garage listening to him badmouth his neighbor yeah. <laughs> but joe i think of him every time i change trailer hitches on my truck i'll go from an inch and seven eighths up to a two inch and every without fail every single time i think about him do you remember why no Didn't you guys, weren't you two pulling a boat or a trailer? Oh, no. Snowmobiles on it? What were you pulling? No, no,
0: no, no. We went down to pick up a motorcycle in Cottage Grove uh, on his snowmobile trailer. And we took off and we loaded the bike onto the trailer and we're heading back. And he had to slam on the brakes for some reason. We heard a big clunk. And he said, ah, finally that thing got connected. So his, the, the, tra- <laughs> the trailer was not properly secured to the receiver. Oh, and I said, wait a minute. you to- no, you telling it, me we drove all the way down here? That thing could have come off. And uh, I thought it was
2: the pin, the pin that holds the receiver onto the bumper. It was I thought that's like that. what it was. Yeah, because yeah. it, it had rusted in place or something, so he didn't have a pin in it. It was something insane. Oh, that's it.
0: It had rusted in place.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and he finally broke it loose yeah. when he yeah. hammered the brakes. Oh, that's fantastic.
0: <laughs> okay, the second thing Mike wants, I I recognize. Let's go to page 107. There's going in subsets of going in. He's talking about something called the real valuation of time. Oh, uh, Here it is. We got it. It's RMVT. The real mechanical value of time is similar to going in, but is taken into consideration on only small, preordained tasks, such as putting on the new license plate tabs. Everybody knows this doesn't take long, but it should take long enough to produce a meaningful garage experience, possibly including beer and a ball game. If asked, you can always say that the plate needed to be removed from the car and straightened from that time it got crunched at the mall. So it's it's RMVT, the real mechanical value of time, is a a means by which uh, most principally the male of the House uh, is assigned to a small task that he uh, is able to expand for purposes of remaining in the garage. How's that? Okay. Uh,
2: my, my my side of that is I'll, I'll have a task I need to do. It's either of my own doing or it's been assigned to me. And the task itself, 15, 20 minutes. It's nothing. But yeah, the, it's a nothing task. It, it's the prep. It's the thinking about it and planning that usually takes about 90 minutes to two hours oh, yeah. to actually do the 15-minute job. Well,
0: you could be referring to CITP. It's another subset of going in. CITP is the Cylinder Index Tasking Priority. Ah. That that refers to using as many cylinders as possible on a project. For example, a one-cylinder chainsaw is adequate to remove a large storm-damaged tree limb. But why go with one cylinder where you can just as easily use four? Involve a couple of lawn tractors with a rope tied to the broken limb and maybe a sentry in the old Harley-Davidson golf cart down at the bend of the street to warn traffic that any minute now a couple of lawn tractors will be towing a big tree limb away from that damaged tree (laughs) and you have exercised a textbook case of CITP cylinder indexing (laughs) tasking priority got it okay
2: i'll I'll load up my truck in the truck i'll put the atv i'll have a trailer i'll drive over to the site of the project unload the atv drive it back over to the farmyard get on the tractor drive that over to the site of the project you got to use as many cylinders
1: as possible (laughs) oh hell yes
0: uh i guess wednesday's turning into the day when we uh refer to the book huh? yeah,
1: which is good because i know that the uh, the garage logic lexicon index or glossary i should say is getting a facelift and so this is becoming very helpful when we go down
0: this road right uh 50 50 90 you really all know that that mm-hmm. when you have a 50 50 chance of being right you'll be wrong 90 percent of the time uh i can go to the lexicon or i uh no we don't need to go to the lexicon uh, I'm just paging through the chapters here. Flashlights are important. Uh, last dropping is important. Last dropping is uh, getting the last drop out of everything you you own. Uh, boy, this is a good book. God, there's nifty chapters in here. It sh- I should redo it. Here's Garage Wood, but we've covered that. So we're not going to go back to Garage Wood. We've covered the look. Uh, going in, uh, from which I just cited the subsets, going in, of course, is the act or process of involving the garage, all principal equipment, and as many tools as possible, no matter how simple the chore or benign the request for repair from another member of the household, usually a wife. Second definition, to complicate, some say needlessly. See also RMVT, real mechanical value of time, and CITP, cylinder index, tasking priority. Flashlight check, Tool belt check, attitude check, he's going in. So now you know what what going in is, and these are all accompanied by wonderful drawings by the GL artist Greg Holcomb. Uh, 48-hour rule. We've covered that, but I'll read you the official definition. After the purchase of something, anything, that might be easily enough noticed in the garage, hey, wait a minute. I was just gonna ask. Wait a minute. I was oh. just. Gonna I'm done, ask. aren't I? Nope. Aren't you
1: I? have five hours and fifteen minutes to go,
0: sir. Oh shoot! After the purchase <laughs> of something. Anything that might be easily enough uh, noticed in the garage in the routines of daily life, the purchaser has to account for that acquisition only if it is noticed in the first 48 hours after its arrival. If, on the 49th hour and thereafter, the item is noticed and the purchaser confronted, the purchaser is entitled to respond with, That old thing? That's been here forever. Note, works best with acquisitions of items of a kind. Motorcycles, for example, or outboard motors. C, three prices you pay well the three prices you pay are the price you paid the price you told her you paid mm-hmm. and the price you'll pay when she finds out the price you paid there you go
2: uh-huh um, and what we've all learned uh especially with the 48 hour rule it helps if everything is the same color always buy blue snowmobiles well that's always called always gold buy,
0: that's that's gold fishing that's called gold explain
2: fishing. explain
0: uh uh, it came up on the show one time, a guy told us that he it was a he yellow just keep, snowmobile, right? He just keeps getting yellow snowmobiles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. it's just like a goldfish. You could replace one goldfish with another and it'll never get noticed. So the yeah. term became goldfishing. So if you're gonna get rid of your yellow snowmobile and get bring in a new one, you've simply been goldfishing. You've goldfished it. <laughs>
2: And a lot of times, if you're lucky, it doesn't matter if you've uh, upgraded from a '78 to a 2018, New. as long as it's yellow, <laughs> doesn't <everything's> matter. Now,
0: <laughs> now, no, keep in mind, gold fishing doesn't get you off the hook to be subject to the 48-hour rule. Completely different. No. No. You're still but, on the hook for the 48-hour rule. It's just that you're very unlikely to experience it because you've goldfished it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's an assist. So speaking about- of
1: that, it, would you technically be honoring both of those codes with your current situation in the 48-hour rule? I mean, are your club, the new clubs, look similar to the old clubs, or are they completely different?
0: They're completely different, but she would never have taken notice of the difference in clubs. She, she's she's She's... She's perfectly entitled to notice this set of clubs sitting perfectly visible in a car, but I I'm uh what's two o'clock, four hours away from it? I'm I'm gonna be four hours short of the forty eight hour rule. <laughs> That's, no, you know what I'll do? No. I'll complete it. I'll use it I'll use some different clubs today. There you go. Yeah Sooch, Because what you're, you're about a man of your one. word. Yeah. I don't know
2: if this is morally proper, but um, my dad and I have been doing this with the various things that get stored in my, uh, my sh- machine shed. Uh, where did that boat come from? Oh, that's my dad's. Yeah. Or, oh, that's Kenny's. He just picked that up. Is, is, that, is, that, is that okay, or is that just a bold-faced lie?
0: That's just a lie.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's just a lie.
2: Okay. All
4: right.
0: Question. How did it come about that young married couples in Garage Logic are advised to tie the Christmas tree to something for the first 6 years of marriage? Answer: During the first six years of marriage, both the husband and the wife think they know best how the tree should look, and it tends to get so overloaded with ornaments that it keels over about two nights after its installation. (laughs) Tying the tree to, say, a windowsill gets the couple through the rough years until the husband finally backs out of the ritual altogether, except for hauling the tree and sawing a fresh cut.
2: Yes. Yes. (laughs) That that
0: was my case exactly. (laughs) How did Patrick Royce first get called oatmeal ass? Answer. On April 13th, 1998, when Royce was supposed to call the show from Augusta, Georgia, on the Monday following one of the most exciting Masters golf tournaments in years, which he covered, he decided to take a flight out of Atlanta instead. I wished him a horrible flight wedged between two female basketball coaches, nothing to read, crying babies all around him, and with the baby in back of him drooling wet oatmeal down his back so that he was sitting in oatmeal for three hours. <laughs> At his annual state fair appearance in 1998, Mr. Roycey arrived with a can of oatmeal tapped to his taped to his ass. Oh,
4: oh!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I remember that too. So there, uh, Mike in Duluth. Uh, you've kicked off today's GL lexicon from the uh, lexicon from the book. Uh, hail the flashlight king! Hail you, my CI girl, and I were admiring our garage wood supply and enjoying an IPA today. After we finished solving the world's problems and were heading into the house, she coughed. Before I could get the words out, she followed it immediately with perfect health. Mike in Detroit Leagues. That's
4: awesome. <laughs>
0: awesome. Perfect health. That's, that comes from a J.L. Coven bit. In and, and one of his Trump impersonations, he broke out coughing, and he said in, in Trump's voice, perfect health, perfect health. <laughs> I was lo- I've used that. In, I've used it in public places. It always
2: gets a giggle. Yeah. Hail the good.
0: Flashlight King.
2: Hail you.
0: Joe, why are we inundated with COVID test result statistics, but never given the number of tests being performed? Is that available? Because that's what I want to see, is it's the only way a reasonable person public leadership and citizenry alike, can make any logical decision on how much of a concern this should be. I appreciate the trend of positive tests. I appreciate the trend of the count of deaths, not the deaths themselves, obviously, but the availability of the number. But those must be set in context of the number of total tests being performed every single time they are shown. Numbers and trends like these rarely mean much unless taken as a percentage of the population. But what do I know? I'm just a financial analyst analysis manager for a fortune 500 company who leads a reporting and analysis team good luck jesse can you imagine guys in his field who are shaking their heads at every time walls has one of his uh charts thrown up on the drawer i
1: said this to the wife last night i said i want to be in a room with the people of your kind you know she was a nurse when Wall said there will be thousands of people dead every day in July. That's yeah. why we had to buy the Bix produce plant because they all yeah. just shook their head. By the yeah. way,
0: what's that being used for right now? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Right. There's a story there. Uh, in a oh, day yeah. of healthy newspapers, that would have been more thoroughly examined. There's a, I'm not suggesting uh, nefarious uh, behavior, but the, it's, it's certainly ripe to be looked at. But, and what
1: will they do with it? Because it still has value. So if the well, state- I already
0: gave you my idea, but it was poo-pooed for good reasons. Remind me, because I know you did, but remind me I what said that that, bec- that Well, playing off uh, the Seattle documentary, I say we convert that to some sort of living situation for people who can live there if they agree to also receive treatment for their drug problems. And I was told by experts that people are going to take the street before they yeah. uh, take that option. So, well,
1: it's the same yeah. it's the same mindset of the people that refuse to go back to work because they're making more money right now, not working off the state than they than they would be if they were to go back to work. Mm-hmm.
2: What I've noticed, and I don't know if this is apropos of anything, but when I drive by these homeless encampments, Boy, do they have nice tents! Oh my goodness, where are they getting these awesome three, four, five hundred dollar tents? And cell phones. And then, <laughs> and then the when it's time to tear the camp down, they come in with skid loaders and haul the tents and all the belongings away, and then another encampment uh, goes up. Like say, right now there's one over at Lake Harriet, big, brand new, beautiful tents. Are you Whoa.
1: suggesting that they're being provided by someone? I think they might be. I'm assuming that, but I don't know for sure. Yeah. I, I I don't know.
0: Well, if you have a nice tent and you know the day's coming when you're no longer going to be invited to stay in the park, why wouldn't you pack up your tent carefully and move it to another place? All I why, can think why, of, allow the, why Why allow the park board to destroy perfectly good tents? All I can think of is
2: because I would, if given a choice, I would do the same thing. Have you ever tried to put a tent back in its original oh, package it's the
1: worst it's the worst job
2: oh, yeah. it's it's it, it all you can never get it zipped up again ever
0: ever you can never get a car cover back in the bag it came in either right same thing yeah it's the same thing how do
1: they do it how do uh, they do
0: it i have no idea i can't even stuff a pillow in a pillowcase I, <laughs>
1: I bought a grill cover from fratelloni's over the weekend because that smoker uh, that i'm using is i want to leave it outside of my patio and so I took it off, and I thought, oh, I'll put it back in the box. And I said, are you are you bleeping kidding me? How does no, this thing go back? I just it. threw it in the grass. Like, it could stay there <laughs> till this thing's cooled off. I'm just going to leave it right there.
0: Well, I just gave a kid I used to have a boat, and uh, I made him take all the extras with him, including an extra prop that was in a box, uh, and before he got here, I, I made sure the prop was in there, and I took the prop out, and it was it was engaged in an elaborate uh, cardboard support system, ah. and, I, I, and I said, hell with this, and I just put the prop back in the big prop box, and that elaborate cardboard system went right into recycling. <laughs> yeah. There's no way I was going to get the prop attached to all the right tabs and everything. What he doesn't know won't hurt him. That's right. Nope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, uh, I hope he's enjoying that boat. I hope, I hope he's enjoying that boat on lakes where the swimming beaches have been kept free of weeds and vegetation and algae and freaky stuff that you don't want the kids to experience. Aquaside has been helping people uh, maintain Great Lakeshores for years with a complete line of lake and pond control products that will take care of everything from weeds to algae. Aquaside products are easy to use and they work quickly and they're registered. With both the EPA and DNR and those products are completely safe for you, the family, and your fish. So there really isn't any reason to let weeds overtake your lake or pond this summer. You don't need to. Call Aquaside today. They'll identify the problem and get you the right product. That way your place will look great all summer long. And believe me, we're in a stretch of beautiful weather and a lot of summer left. You can call them, White Bear Lake Company, Aquaside. Call them at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And then uh, you'll enjoy walking down to your dock and looking down at that clear, through that clear water at the rippled sand uh, once all those weeds have been removed by Aquaside. flashlight check tool belt check
1: attitude check he's going in Joe Suchere so harmony spirits our buddies down in harmony Minnesota they are the official spirits of garage logic and I got a great email from chance you guys ready for this good afternoon gentlemen and Kenny (laughs) <laughs> I took a trip over to Harmony, Minnesota this past weekend from my home in Lacrosse, and I cannot recommend visiting the folks at Harmony Spirits highly enough, even as Joe shuffles his paperwork for the next segment. Not only is the distillery at the end of a string of enjoyable breweries along Highway 52, Ha, print in Chatfield, which I'm unfamiliar. Karst in Fountain and Trout City in Preston, but the tasting room itself is easy to find, well-marked, gorgeous, and offers plenty of outdoor seating. But Reavers, you dumb-dumb, why didn't you mention that there's a GL discount? Well, Chance, that's because I didn't know there was one. So thanks for letting me know. Uh, I merely wanted to let them know how I had heard about their operation, and I was pleasantly surprised with a few bucks off the bottle of bourbon that I purchased and a cheaper old-fashioned than they had advertised, which was absolutely amazing, by the way. I will definitely be asking for their bourbon barrel-aged rum at my local bottle shop, which already carries their regular bourbon. Pushing back for as long as I can recall, chance so thank you chance for visiting harmony spirits and do what chance did Go to your local liquor store. I did it with my guys it. at Elevated, Joe. We are still on the air. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. I, I love harmony spirits. Yes, I know you do. <laughs> so ask for them at your local liquor store, like the guys at Elevated did, and like so many others have throughout the metro area. And yeah, <laughs> yes. And I will be delivering that bottle of bourbon whiskey I, to your front door, I, along with your Garage Logic podcast. Good. Hey. And when you place your order, if you stop in, please let the Guys know at Harmony Spirits that you heard about it on the GL podcast. Yes, you You did.
2: Doing podcasts is way more fun than oh, doing radio I was
1: asked about that over the weekend by a guy that used to listen to Joe and Rook way back in the day but hasn't made the switch to podcasting yet. Oh, they're and missing I, said, out. I said, you will never get Joe to go back to radio. Never. <laughs> never. No. Never.
0: No. I love this format. It is fun. I really yeah, do. It I is really It's
1: way more fun.
0: And I, I'd like to uh, analyze sometime uh, why the relationship... Uh, between a podcast and its listeners is so different than a relationship between a radio show and its I can, listeners. I,
2: I can help you. At Take least a crack I, at that, I, yeah. I figured this out about it it was we were way into this before i figured it out and i think it was somebody in the building actually told me you dumb dumb because they are coming to you on purpose the Ah, listeners are there because they want to be there uh and your mindset has to change because when we were doing radio in and people might not realize this in our heads we were always thinking about New listeners, a new listener just tuned in. We've got to background him. We've yep. got to keep him interested to the next break, and, and we have to say something provocative before the break. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Keep yeah, them yeah. listening. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. okay,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. that's it. That's it. Hey, Joe. great news! Trader Joe's to keep popular international food le- labels and is denying the packages packaging is racist. Well, it's about time. You had no cause to worry about this. So it only took him a week to finally decide to push back? Trader Joe's seemed to reverse a decision to rebrand some of its international food labels. After saying earlier this month that it's replacing any variations of the name Trader Joe's, the company said in an announcement on its website, it will keep products that resonate with our customers. For decades, the chain has used names like Trader Giotto, Trader Jose's, and Trader Ming's on international foods. Recently, we have heard from many customers reaffirming that these name variations are largely viewed in exactly the way they were intended as an attempt to have fun with our product marketing, the company wrote, uh, to which I was wondering, what in God's name are you going to do with your marketing now if you uh, cave into these bad people? people. Yeah. Uh, Trader Joe's has not responded to a request for comment. The grocery chain affirmed that it is discontinuing some older names on product lines that weren't selling well following a review a ch- oh it was the change.org petition this is coming back to me now are you guys there am i on the air yep you're on the air we're listening hello oh no oh, no <laughs> hello no hang tight was i off the air
1: no you weren't off no. the air but you had a little bit of a hiccup in your connection so i fixed that real quick well where we was i
2: every- <laughs> you were um, telling us about trader joe's they had ju- um
0: they Drop some product names that weren't selling well. A Change.org petition organized by California high school senior <laughs> Brionis Bedell, demanding changes to Trader Joe's branding, has garnered more than 4,800 signatures. But the chain said it does not make decisions based on petitions. The petition demanded that Trader Joe's packaging belies a narrative of exoticism that perpetuates harmful stereotypes. Oh, honey, careful. Oh. The grocer said it bases its decisions on feedback from customers and crew members and that if it feels there is a need for change, the company will not hesitate to change action, take action. Earlier this month, uh, the company noted that while variations on Joe's may have been rooted in lighthearted, attempted inclusiveness, they thought it had the opposite effect. Uh, but now they're not going to cave to this uh, smart-ass teenage kid in San Francisco who... Was really wishing hard to signal her own virtue. I wish Trader Joe's would have lashed out at her sooner than they did and nipped that yeah. thing in the bud, but at least they came to their senses. Uh, That's absolutely absurd. And again, she is contributing to the diminution of the word racism. She is contributing to uh, uh, turning it into uh, a meaningless uh, phrase, which already has become in many respects. But people suffering uh, real, real racism should be outraged at her, not at Trader Joe's. How's that? There you go. It works for me. Uh, I'm a little behind in listening to the podcast. So I just listened to the July 27 podcast. You mentioned the group of people who moved through downtown Minneapolis Saturday night causing a significant amount of destruction. I personally observed all the messages that were spray painted on the buildings. Despite being disgusted with all the messages left by the urban terrorists, I had to think and chuckle and think of you when I saw End America, spray-painted on the wall of the HCMC. I think this proves you're right about their ultimate goal. Please withhold my name. All right, I will. Uh, uh, and I was uh, uh, sent a picture uh, right there in the Henneman County Medical Center is a spray-painted End America. Oh. That's what the they've mystery been, is. They've That's, been announcing it
2: on stage. I mean, in Portland, it was oh yeah. uh, it was shouted out um, openly.
0: Yeah, they they... They want to end us. Keith Olson in uh, Terry, Montana said, Boys, the intro needs to be changed. Rather than occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop, it needs to be changed to something along the lines of occasionally Johnny Height from Bismarck, South Dakota, or Bismarck, North Dakota, or occasionally Johnny from his guitar studio. Kenny is there, but it seems Johnny has uh, to ask permission to join the boys. <laughs> no, he doesn't have to ask permission, Keith. He's, uh, he's just working the days that uh he's been assigned uh, to work and we're working on that we love it when the whole gang's back together yeah, yeah no kidding we were I all back together
1: and we'll have that tomorrow the entire crew will be on the show tomorrow wonderful wonderful
0: uh, does mike Schoonover? over uh he sponsors positive thursday that's right he's the oh, sole yeah. sponsor of i've thursday. had i've uh, i've had my personal experience with his operation i couldn't be happier it's just incredible good
2: you can you can do my ad for me tomorrow. Though. I'll be
0: glad to. There I'll be go. glad to.
2: Isn't he amazing? The I, the whole shop is amazing. I, I mean, it's not just one guy. It's everybody there. They're so cool. And now he's uh, giving away all those GL stickers uh, you gave him.
0: Yeah, he so left you the need... house
2: today with a fistful of GL podcast stickers. <laughs> so if you need a GL sticker, uh, head up to Schoonover. They're kind of right on the corner of Lexington and County E in Shoreview.
1: I'm waiting until the end of the baseball season, and I'm taking the, uh, the California cruiser up there to get it detailed because he did a magnificent job with my other car uh yeah. when was that Kenny back in winter when was that
0: whenever it was he did in a last great spring, job I think yeah. yeah well I might as well save it till tomorrow there you go yeah yeah. There you go. yeah yeah but I do want to say uh I gave him a car that absolutely I thought did not need detailing and he detailed it it how she look now well I would have told you it's a 15 year old car that looks like it's about two years old Right now, it's a car that's still on the boat from Germany headed over here. It's not even in the showroom yet. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? (laughs) It really is. It really is. I was
2: so embarrassed when I dropped off my truck because, you know, it's just a disaster. It's a Kenny truck.
0: (laughs) And when I got it back, it was showroom quality. I meant to ask him. I'll ask him tomorrow if you guys remind me. Uh. You know what's impossible to clean? The inside of the front windshield. Yeah, oh, I hate doing that. It fogs up with, with, uh, you know, the heat will will, uh, leach some of the plastic products onto the windshield and create a film, kind of. And it's just a a mess to try to clean that. I can do it on an MG or a Triumph because the windshield's about the size of a loaf of bread. But you get some of these big SUVs. And I'm surprised there's not a million dollar idea tool out there for cleaning the insides of front windshields. I'm on Something right on now.
2: a wand, a flexible wand. Something of some that you sort. don't
0: you don't end up with arthritis when you're done.
2: Yeah. Well, how how do you think it looks if you smoke like 20, 30 darts a day? Oh, <laughs> that's just <laughs> terrible. The film the film yeah. is
0: yellow. And,
4: oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, it looks like there's something called Invisible Glass Reach that looks like it's on a wand. Uh this is uh, well this is on Amazon. Let me see what this is here. It's called invisible glass. Oh yeah. You get the old it's got the it looks like a a roller, a paint roller.
2: Yeah. Cheech, you know what I've I've done? I've been at gas stations before, and I'll take that windshield thing that you use to yeah. clean the bugs off your window. Yeah. I use that on the inside of my well, window. Well, I'm not. I'm, you know what? I'm not going to. <laughs> no, no, it makes a mess. Well, and
0: you wonder why your truck looks like it does. I mean, you're a moron. You're a moron. Yeah,
2: yeah. Complete moron. Hey, I know what I'll
0: do. I'll use this squeegee that's fallen apart. It's been used on about eighteen thousand cars, and I'll do the inside of my windshield right.
1: with
0: it. I never claim to be smart and he probably
1: used it to hit a raccoon over the
0: head with it too (laughs) only because they come to us all the way from mumbai india courtesy of thomas lyman it's on this date in minnesota history july 29th in 1827 john s pillsbury is born in sutton new hampshire Arriving in Minnesota in the 1850s, he would eventually find success and wealth in the flour-milling trade. He would serve as the state's eighth governor, arranging for the state to repay bondholders for the $5 million loan, which the railroads had defaulted on in 1858, and using his own funds to support operations at the state penitentiary, which the legislature had neglected to include in the budget. He would ensure the success of the University of Minnesota being one of the three regents who put the university on farm, financial footing, and he would visit the campus almost daily for the last 40 years of his life. He died on October 18, 1901. Huh. And on this day, in 1927, Beardsley, Minnesota, set a state record for high temperature, 114 degrees. Wow. Moorhead would equal it on July 6th, 1936. Hmm. Moorhead uh, got to 114 degrees on July 6th, 1936. Where, and then... Where in where's crying what? out loud is Beardsley? Uh, it's up there. I, I'd say you can find it. It's, it's up there, there somewhere. You, you can get there. Uh, and on this day in 1887, this is fantastic... A runaway wagon strikes a streetcar dri- driving down Walnut Street on St. Paul's Ramsey Hill, causing the streetcar to lose control and rocket to the bottom of the hill. Surprisingly, given the hill's steep incline, there were no injuries. Huh. Uh, you know Ramsey Hill? You guys, um, you know where Ramsey Hill? I don't. Help me. It's like a, it's like a ski jump. It's, just, it's almost a vertical hill. It's uh, right off Summit and goes down to uh, uh, the practice freeway. Kenny Beardsley looks like
2: it's in
1: your neck of the woods.
2: Yeah, I'm just looking that up now too. It's just east of uh, the South Dakota border, or right on the border, uh, close to Sisseton, South Dakota, and I, I I-29. Did
1: you
0: see? And on this day, I'm
1: sorry, Joe.
2: And on this day,
0: in 1974, Minnesotans, Minnesota's Jeanette Picard who had once piloted hydrogen balloons into the stratosphere, is one of the first women to be ordained a priest in the Episcopal Church. Huh. How do you like that? That's pretty great. Oh, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just yeah.
1: going to say that um, I, I've kind of developed somewhat of a professional crush on Governor Kristi Noem of South Dakota um, mm-hmm. after we were out there and I saw her speak before the president. Mm-hmm. She announced yesterday that kids are going back to school in South Dakota. Because mm-hmm. she said distance learning is not working at all whatsoever for our kids, and they didn't implement the mass, they didn't do and I, I get it it's not as dense as it is here in Minnesota, but outstate Minnesota is pretty much the same thing as South Dakota, wouldn't you agree?
0: well, well uh, I, yeah I would uh, I also believe the Center for Disease Control uh is saying go back to school yeah if I, if I no if you're, I you are to,
1: right, you are right, yeah. The, the, the problem is going to be that the teachers that don't want to go back for health reasons and whatnot, if, if Governor Walls is to say schools are going to reopen, the thinking is that a lot of these teachers are just going to strike or not show up. And, and that's I think gonna be Mike a
0: Osterholm, Mike Osterholm has said, let that be up to the various districts because they know their situations better than anybody else.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: So if you can open up uh, up in Beardsley, Minnesota, because there are no cases and you're confident you've taken measures, why in the hell should you have to obey uh, Walls if he says no schools open? Right. And I think what he says will not apply to private schools.
1: Oh, good. Probably Okay. Because no. the U of M announced this morning that, I, what was it, 80% of their classes are already scheduled to be online only.
0: And didn't Minneapolis Public Schools announce today that they're going to be distance learning only? Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, it I won't didn't open see till later. In, oh. It won't open till later in the year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Uh, did
2: you guys see Adam Carolla's tweet from about an hour ago? No. No. We're now I'm we're doing now the saying, show here. <laughs> we're now saying teachers are heroes while cops are villains. We live in a world where the people who are actually brave enough to do their jobs are the bad guys. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good tweet from Did he also announce this?
1: He's moving to Texas because he's so fed up with California. I have not seen that. I thought I
2: did.
0: Uh, That, I would be very surprised if that happened. Hey, this is your last chance today. What's that? To register to win (gasps) a quarter side of beef. That's right. From Grundhofer's in Hugo. Spencer raised this farm, raised this, what would be? It'd be a cow. Sure. Not a bull. We don't have a cow. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. (laughs) Well, anyway, wherever you get a side of beef. beef from, he raised it from a steer, a quarter side. Yeah, a steer.
1: What do you do with the rest of it?
0: Well, I, we you're go. probably buying it in various other forms in the store, Joe, steaks and it, whatnot. It, it, huh? it wasn't
2: a it wasn't a Holstein. It wasn't a black and white cow with the udders. It, it was it was a steer. Okay, and then you get the, to.
0: Eat, and you can get the meat from it. There you go, you know, <laughs> right there, Joe. Home run, meatloaf, and hamburgers, <laughs> and well, you, you have your own quarter side of beef. <laughs> it was raised by farms. Yep. No, no, Spencer, Spencer raised it. That's uh, right in Hugo. Well, so, so you got today. This is it to register. This is worth eight hundred and fifty-six dollars. He's he, he's making this a gift to some geller because chances are. A GL'er has entered the contest. Oh, for sure. Yes. Um, on a on a disproportionate basis to the non-G. Why would you even go in there if you're a non GLer? That's not your store. No. It's a GL store. Stay out. Get out of there. (laughs) Or we we probably shouldn't advocate for that. Wait, wait. we can't go on the air and tell people to stay out of Grunhoffers. It's like (laughs) Lee Elias saying, why do these people come to the Cubs games? Don't they have jobs? Don't they have jobs? Hey, uh, Lee, all our games are uh, in the day. I got news for you, Lee. We don't have lights here. (laughs) They have... uh, Yep. They have lights at Grunhoffers. Yeah, they do. $856 for a quarter side of beef. Spencer will pull the winning name tomorrow, July 30th, and then he will call you, and you may stop in to collect your or claim your prize. Uh, uh, but uh, while you're there, you might as well load up on everything else you're going to need for this ongoing grilling season. Uh, spices, uh, chops, tomahawk steaks, you name it. Uh, all that delicious jerky that won't make it past the parking lot. Uh, but it's tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow's the day. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's easy
1: to see how you, you could have screwed that up, Kenny, because um, you, you do realize that Joe was the guy that asked Doris at the state fair as she was holding an animal. Do they make... Uh, females of these and and she said yeah yeah joe that's kind of how it works uh you know there's a there's a daddy you know, no, a rooster let me... and then there's a mom you know that's kind of yeah. how it works here yeah.
2: over at the cow plant <laughs> well
0: I, in my defense yeah. uh you know hour after hour of the sun beating down on you at the fair and you're talking to the 14th 4-h kid who won't say a word uh, you kind of run out of questions you do you, know? you do you know.
1: and that's why you know you're thankful because your staff always has your back
2: yeah <laughs> so no, that's, they what, don't. that's what I was I was <laughs> going to admit to that because I, I I could feed
1: him a whole bunch of questions but my questions nah. are boring and dumb and, <laughs> yep. and you'll get anything. and plus always... it's so much more entertaining to watch you twist in the wind than it is to just you know to sit there it's it's more fun yeah <laughs>
0: I, I, this is serious now. Okay. I I grew to really enjoy us doing the show at the fair. I, I did. really did.
1: Yep, It was but, always fun. I,
0: at the beginning, I thought, what in God's name am I doing here? We're trying to do a radio show. And it grew into what it became, and I loved every minute of it. In I fact, really did. Wh-
1: I, 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 go ahead, Kenny. It's
0: ahead. so fun
2: watching Doris do the rope-a-dope and just... Kind of dealing with whatever you threw at, or just yeah. bouncing and weaving and trying not to. I missed doors.
1: Forward. I missed doors. Yeah. In Which fact, didn't awesome. uh, wasn't the first? Was it the first year you basically tried to do the same show that you would be doing in the studio? Absolutely. You know, St. I stayed Paul, Texas, in. Uh...
0: I stayed in the studio. <laughs> I mean, in the state fair studio. In didn't go outside. Yep. Uh, ignored everyone who was staring, <laughs> and attempted to do the regular radio show. And I think by the end of the first fair. That very first fair, I think by the 10th, how many shows do we do at the fair? Seven? Seven, yeah. I think think by about the fifth show, I said, what the hell are we doing? Let's go outside and meet the folks. Yeah. Meet the peoples. (laughs) And then it started. Oh, there we go. There we go. There's still radio
2: stations that tell their hosts not to acknowledge the audience and not to acknowledge what's going on around them. Do Do your show.
5: that's ridiculous.
2: That's a a bad advice. It's just ridiculous.
1: I worked for one of those.
0: Okay, fellas. (laughs) Talk to you tomorrow, huh? That's right.
1: Positive Thursday tomorrow, Joe. Yep. Featuring Schoonover Body Works and Glass. Hey, uh, by the way, if you haven't done so yet, please download the PodMN app. It's the only podcast app made for Minnesota. You can find past episodes of GL and maybe some others about sports, news, comedy, true crime, beer. Table talk, so much more. There's also a chance to win rewards each and every time that you listen. Download the app today in the Apple or Google Play stores. Pod MN, listen local. We'll catch you tomorrow on the Garage Logic Podcast.